Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. Terrific. Terrific. Okay, so Kevin, often we ask our guests, how did you first find out about BDPA and what's kept you involved? Hello? Yes. Yes. Uh, in 1988, I joined the New York City chapter with my brother Michael Robinson. Uh, I went on to also found and uh, lead the Southern Connecticut chapter in the late 80s. Uh, what's kept me involved is the opportunity to give back. Uh, I've, I've had uh, the luxury of having a, an exciting career in IT. I've uh, been blessed to work with some stellar companies like IBM and Microsoft. And uh, it's always amazing to me as I walk through the door. And believe me, in the early 80s, as I walked through the door, there wasn't many of us there. Uh, but uh, how to try and make sure that this career opportunity is available to as many uh, people of color as we possibly can, and particularly where it comes uh, to the point of people of color in decision-making positions. So uh, in that regard, I find BDPA a critical resource. Hmm. So when you talk about um, the progression of people in color in decision-making positions, um, what trends have you seen over the last, you know, 10, 20 years in terms of... Yeah, uh, so uh, especially with regards to uh, uh, our ability to know how the different positions are acquired, uh, we often are not, uh, don't have access to the understanding of exactly how the corporate uh, game is played, so to speak. Uh, So networking within BDPA and meeting people that are in pursuit of these positions and really uh, understanding how to better position yourself uh, in corporate America has been has been eye-opening and uh, has yielded many, many, many benefits uh, to my career and others. So I would say that the real focus here is to make sure you meet people, make sure you understand uh, what you're doing and you're able to communicate that to them, 
and uh, find those synergies that help us all progress. Synergy, that's a, that's a pivotal word. I mean, you, with your brother, were very involved in BDPA in the early years, and then you had an opportunity to help establish a, a chapter, and now you're in the Charlotte area. What are some of the synergies between your work with BDPA and Microsoft that contribute to opportunities for the K-12 students in Charlotte? Yes, so I've been a strong advocate in uh, Charlotte for the high school computer competition program where we teach uh, high school and middle school students uh, skills in building three-tier web applications. And uh, last year we had the privilege of uh, hosting the training on Microsoft's Charlotte campus. Uh, So with the shortage of American youth pursuing STEM careers, uh, and particularly those of color, uh, we find it really this is a hallmark program for BDPA, and I think uh, way ahead of its time. We've been doing it for years, and uh, I, I think it's going to transform into other technologies, as, to include other technologies as well. But it's a great place for young people who are not familiar with technology to get introduced to it, and for those who are really good at it to really excel and show what they know. So, you know, many of the chapters struggle with, you know, attracting um, high school students to the program. The the chapters know they're a great program. Um, And yet a teenager might say, yeah, I really don't want to spend my Saturday that way. Um, How, what's part of the formula that the Charlotte chapter has used to uh, attract both students that may not be familiar with technology as well as those that are familiar and are ready to excel. Yes, so that's that's always a struggling area. Uh, I'd like to take my hat off to the students themselves who do give up their Saturday mornings to strengthen their skills and really uh, come out and and further their careers. Uh, I think it starts with great leadership. We have uh, Marcus Beamer, John Hoffler, and Melvin Rogers who have been passionate about the program and really just been cornerstones for years uh, coming in and and having students come back and repeat. And those students uh, will share their experiences with their fellow students and bring people in. We also do some marketing. Uh, We had uh, uh, reached out through uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, and uh, also uh, we promoted the program through our uh, Microsoft Blacks at Microsoft has a minority student day where we have typically over 100 students, high school students, come and participate in programs uh, for a day. And so we do make them aware uh, of the program in early February in that way. And uh, I'd be remiss not to mention our our parents who are just uh, extremely supportive and, like you say, get the kids there each and every week. So it takes a village. It it sounds like it, and the the payoffs um, and and results are really very enriching on a lot of levels. What are what are you most proud of in terms of what's been happening with the Charlotte chapter, um, whether it's on an individual level or a chapter level? Yeah, so like I said, I I I'd, I'd have to. Uh, 
say that we, although we did not successfully recruit uh, some IT showcase folks, we are on the hunt for uh, really uh, elevating our participation in the IT showcase, which we started uh, uh, working with Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools and area colleges this year to begin identifying candidates. Uh, but for sure, the high school computer competition has been uh, a shining star in, in what we're doing in the Charlotte area. The kids are energized. Uh, they're excited about participating each year, and we're looking to grow that number in a big way. Mm. So, you know, it sounds like there is a team, there's a process, there's a system. Um, what are some of the lessons learned? You talked about the synergy and the village to make it work. And if we were to peel away the layers of the onion, what are, what are specific lessons that kind of make all the pieces fall into place? Yeah, I would, I would say uh, the first lesson I learned is to stay the course. I've been involved for many years. Uh, we can easily get discouraged maybe by the numbers that we perceive should be versus what actually happens. Uh, but these things tend to grow exponentially if you're in the right place at the right time. So you just have to stay the course and really see things through, understand uh, there's an old story about a man on the beach and a number of starfish were all washed up on the shore. And uh, guys watching him throw just one starfish at a time back into the ocean, he says, there are millions out here. Are you, are you going to really think that you're going to make a difference? He said, I made a difference for that one. And so we have to continue to keep that kind of focus, and we never know uh, which one's going to set uh, a whole multitude into flight. So we just have to stay the course. And then secondly, I would say uh, what I've learned is know who you are and what value you bring to the table. And I think each of us have unique roles to play wherever we're at, be it in an organization that we work for or as a volunteer in the organization that we're working. And so I, I think that role clarity and understanding what talents, gifts, uh, that, and experiences that you bring to the table uniquely helps us uh, contribute in a way that, uh, like you say, brings that synergy where we're greater than the sum of our parts. Now, you're, you are you know, a premier field engineer with Microsoft, which is a premier corporation. Um, and you're sitting at a vantage point to um, experience uh, technology and set the trends that others talk about. What are some of the trends that high school students need to be aware of, college students need to be aware of, and BDPAs? Uh, members need to be aware of. Yeah, really so I'll, I'll talk for a second. Hello? Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'll talk for a second about uh, the technology that I support, which is uh, SharePoint. And it's a, a, a web technology that helps uh, organizations collaborate on a mass level. And uh, through web technology and, and back-end databases, really build an awesome uh, experience for customers to both do 
document records management and all sorts of collaboration for team sites and social uh, applications. So uh, just a wealth of information that we could spend for those uh, that don't know SharePoint. And often I come into contact with young people that don't. I'd offer you to go out online and just do a search on SharePoint and, and begin to understand what that technology offers. It's one of the fastest-selling products Microsoft has ever released, so you, you should know about it. Uh, in addition, for our youth, I'd like to talk for a minute about Microsoft's YouthSpark Hub. It's YouthSpark, one word, Y-O-U-T-H-S-P-A-R-K. And it's a, a hub that they've created to make sure that youth know about all the free resources we have available as well uh, to help them build skills and learn how to use technology. But in addition, we also have a lot of programs where we're challenging youth to really go out and address and solve uh, real-world problems with technology. So great place to, for people to get it started, uh, for those who are well into it to really uh, showcase their talents. And then lastly, uh, for all of us, we have a Microsoft Virtual Academy that offers free training for different technologies that are available from Microsoft. So those are uh, three places to really, I think, uh, 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 launch uh, some, some knowledge-seeking folks to understand what Microsoft has to offer and a multitude of things for free. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm taking notes here. I'm, I'm familiar with SharePoint um, Youth Spark Hub I was not familiar with, and the Virtual Academy. I know that um, BDPA is offering a lot of resources to members, um, and that's a, that's a wonderful way for members to um, continue uh, their professional development. So it's excellent. Thank you. Um, so you took the leadership helm. Um, years ago, and you're currently in a leadership role right now with BDPA. What are some leadership resources, as opposed to technology resources, that you have found very helpful as you navigate your professional career and as you continue your service as a volunteer with BDPA? Thanks for asking, Fran. Uh, I have some rather uh, odd choices in this category, but I think are helpful. It goes back to what I spoke of earlier about knowing who you are. Uh, one of my favorite books uh, is Outliers uh, by Malcolm Gladwell, and it really speaks to uh, understanding not only who you are in terms of what you have and what talents you have, but also the context of where you come from, uh, where where were you raised, uh, where did you go to school, uh, what culture were you immersed in. And so it really takes a, a very uh, out-of-the-box out look at evaluating who you are and what value you, you bring to the table. And it takes uh, people like Bill Gates and puts them in a context that you can understand a little better maybe why Bill was positioned to be uh, the great leader that he became. As well, uh, there's another uh, movie, actually a video. Uh, it's called Something from Nothing, The Art of Rap. And it was produced by Ice-T. And it spoke uniquely to where I'm from. I was raised in the suburbs of New York City uh, in the 
uh, early 70s when rap was at its uh, beginning stages, and many of the characters featured in the film are people that I'm very familiar with, and, uh, you know, those places really resonate with me. But what really, uh, I think, uh, is, is the highlight of the film is they talk to the process uh, that most people just assume these rappers, you know, come out here and just start rapping uh, from birth, and there's a very, very hard work, uh, a lot of hard work that goes into it and a very uh, intricate process of creating what they create. And so the same principles apply uh, to information technology. Uh, there is hard work, and there's also a process by which we go about how to craft our art. Hmm. Very interesting connection. And I just would love for you to repeat for our listeners um, the title of the book by Malcolm Gladwell. It's called Outliers, O-U-T-L-I-E-R-S. Outliers, okay, great. And then the video was something from nothing by Ice T. The Art of Rap, yes, The Art of Rap. If you search on The Art of Rap, you will find it, and it's produced okay. by Ice T. Oh, wow. And it opens up with one of my homeboys from uh, New Rochelle, Lord Jamar from the Brand Nubian, so really hit home for me. <laughs> wow, this, this has really has been a very fascinating interview, and I appreciate you taking time from your evening to share. Um, we've really had a, an opportunity to talk about a number of things, lessons from technology, resources, leadership, the value of BDPA, um, and the importance of networking. As we wrap up the interview, um, what's a final thought that you'd like to sh share with our audience? Well, if you've been blessed with a successful career in IT as I have, I just encourage those uh, that have to give back. Uh, think about spending some time, donating some time, your talent, or your money uh, to supporting BDPA and the great work that's being done here. Well, Kevin, that is a wonderful way to wrap up the interview. Thanks again for being part of our show and sharing with audience with the our audience um, your wisdom and your perspective. And I would um, just like to remind folks that uh, you've identified three resources: SharePoint, Youth Spark Hub and the Virtual Academy, and would they find those directly from the Microsoft site, Microsoft.com? Yes, they can. Yes. Okay. Terrific. Or you can search and it on Bing.com. Oh, okay. Well, of course. <laughs> well, of course. Excellent. Well, Kevin, thank you so much, and have a great evening and a great rest of the week. And I look forward for to seeing me, the uh, yes, thank you. And I look forward to uh, seeing the Charlotte team, the high school computer competition team, at the national conference, which is coming up in August. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, folks, we've just concluded our first interview. And uh, we really had the pleasure of listening to Mr. Kevin Robinson, premier field engineer with Microsoft, and also a very dedicated volunteer and leader with BDPA Charlotte. 
I'd like to welcome our next guest, who is Michael Davis. And Michael is Managing Director of MJD Management Group. And uh, just to share a little bit about Michael, um, he is an accomplished global business consultant with extensive international, multinational, public sector, and cross-industry experience. And he has been a BDPA conference presenter in the past. And he's going to share his thoughts on a topic called how to be a rock star in the business world. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you, Zeke? I'm great, Fran. How are you? Just fine, thanks. Well, I am very intrigued by this title, and I'm going to just jump right in right there. Um, what's the story behind how to be a rock star in the business world? I mean, we just got finished in the last interview. Uh, we heard the mention of ice tea, so we're going from rap to rock star. Um, what's this all about? <laughs> well, it's it's kind of funny because I was doing a workshop in the 2010 conference entitled um, "How to Turn Crisis Business Situations into Revenue," and um, the, the genesis for this this professional uh, transformation framework really came from a discussion with uh, Julius Clark, the BDPA Charlotte member, and saying, this is great for the corporate environment, but what are your thoughts in terms of something that we could take as a framework, whether we're a student, an entrepreneur, a manager, a consultant, or an executive, and really look at how can we transform ourselves and really look at our brand? And I think he came from that thought process because oftentimes at conference, we talk about technology and really looking at our skills from a, a technical prowess area. And after all, it's in BDPAs, we're a technology organization. But what's really important for us as we move through, move to leadership roles and to executive roles is our brand and who we are and how we can be a star. And that has many components beyond what we have for certifications and training, it, and there's many aspects to that. So I sat back as a consultant and um, really thought about how could I come up with something, and I came up with the framework, um, a very short, simple framework um, that um, I just, I've just started presenting at workshops, and I've gotten some really great feedback from some of the fellow consultants I have. And I've also presented this, I was at the uh, Morehouse Marketing Conclave. So I've gotten a lot of good feedback from seasoned professionals as well as students um, for how do, we, how do we look at ourselves holistically? How do we, you know, look at, you know, really charting our path and really having a, um, a GPS, a metric, and a way to drive us moving forward as we develop ourselves to hopefully become a rock star? Wow. Wow. So you will be presenting in at the 2013 National Conference? I believe. I need to double-check on that. I was um, I, I missed the window. Okay. GPS driving towards deadline. I think there – well, I was on the road, and I, I think there's there's still a chance. But um, I, I'd, I'd like to because what I'd really like to do is – um, is really share this this framework because really in this framework it really doesn't talk about uh, whether or not you've got a, a certification this and that it's about um, 
really look at yourself and, and really at a high level, Fran, if I could. Um, you know, the frame the framework itself has a philosophy, a strategy, and a roadmap. But most importantly, it has four basic pillars to it. You know, the first pillar, and and each of these are separate sections, is entitled Think. And it kind of goes through the ways that you really sit down and through self-examination and examination um, of the industry and your ecosystem, really figuring out who and what you are. The next pillar really is a, it's called study. And, and from there, that's where, you know, you, you look at learning your ecosystem, understanding where you are, the environment to the very core, understanding the customs, the practices, and things like that. And most importantly, really knowing how to keep track of trends and, and really learning how to stay current. The third third pillar is really about brand. And and brand is, is not really – it's more than just thinking about who we are from a marketing concept. It's about seeking wisdom because there's always mentors in many forms, both inside and outside, that can help us. It's about building bridges, building bridges where there really isn't always – um, where you see synergy, but building bridges to people that can that we can learn from, that we can collaborate with. But most importantly about brand is about learning how, in a business perspective, to pay it forward. Um, and then there are other aspects about really pursuing new knowledge and the unknown. Um, and then lastly in brand, there has to be an aspect about art, artful, shameless self-promotion. But how do you have that? Because you have to toot your own horn, but how do you do that in the right way? And how do you create the kind of brand where others are willing to do that for you? And then lastly, the last piece, which is really the most important, it's about leading. Um, it's about leading and, and really um, evangelizing customer advocacy, um, really living and breathing um, closed loop or like you even wear closed loop glasses, um, minding the white space. And the white space, is in any organization, if if you're designing a business process and you're you go, you know, we do our business organizational charts vertically, where most processes and most challenges happen inside a company or from one company to another, is when one process leaves one organization or one company, and when we have to actually intersect or hand that off from a partner or supplier to another organization because we don't think horizontally. And there's a whole uh, methodology all rumbler brace about managing managing the white space or managing sideways. Um, but these are just a few of the, the pieces um, of, the, of the four pillars. But the other thing I'll add, Fran, briefly is really from a top perspective, one of the, there's really three golden rules of business, the business environment, um, whether you're in corporate or whether, whether you're not. You know, and there's three things that you can do to really add value to your currency. One of which is, do you have the ability to increase sales? The second being, do you have the ability to decrease cost? And then third, do you have the ability to push the meter positively from a customer satisfaction perspective to build and maintain customer loyalty? Because that's actually what funnels back into into sales. And then lastly, there really are four universal truths, as I see it, um, in terms of you and your brand, if you will, to being a rock star. One is reputation. Uh, the second is innovation, the ability to come up and develop new ideas or develop solutions from problems. The third being connections, 
be it from a networking perspective like the previous guest talked about and the importance of that, but most importantly, it's influence. And I think the, the, the new acronym that really has value is ROI, return on influence, and your ability through your networks, through the bridges, through the partnerships to influence change, to influence organizations, and to influence positive outcomes in your organization. So in, in a couple of minutes, that kind of gives you a high-level view of um, of the framework and the pillars and some of the golden rules, Fran. And then lastly, there's ways of incorporating this into your into your daily routine and then following up on it. Well, I um, have been furiously scribbling notes. Uh, I've been a student for a long time, so I'm pretty good at scribbling notes. So I am actually going to, A, work off script, and B, work mm-hmm. backwards and ask you to um, sort of apply some of these uh, concepts to the BDPA mm-hmm. experience um, because what you're sharing is um, really very, very interesting. So I'm going to start with the return on influence. Um, I've had many, many guests who talk about the power of being a volunteer within BDPA. Some focus on um, working with the youth. Um, others talk about the opportunity to help others develop skills. And so I would say as um, someone who recognizes the importance of return on influence, how can, how might BDPA members and or BDPA volunteers leverage that core concept um, for others as well as themselves? That's a great question. I, I think that... The way that I do that in, in, in my business life, I own a, I own another business called Cartridge World Camp Creek, and we sell remanufactured uh, printer cartridges and things like that. And one of the things I've adopted there, which I think fits into this context, is really a pay-it-forward philosophy for business. And when I when I come across people I meet from new business or new business partners or I'm at networking meetings, I I ask I asked someone two questions. I said, what are the two things you need in your business to get your business to the next level? And what I found after doing this for like the last two or three years, um, I might not be able to actually directly from what I can do actually help that person in that area, but I found 100% of the time through my connections, through networking, business, personal relationships, be it at church, be it at um, alumni events or things like that, I have connections or influence that can map to what they need to get their business to the next level. And there's a real power to that when you can actually come up to someone who you don't have a vested interest in, you're not asking for anything, and you're genuinely asking them, what do you need? And I found really two things. Fran, about 40% people I asked that question to really haven't thought it through and don't have a really articulate way to say that. And I said, well, come back to me in a week. The 60% that do, we, we actually end up having coffee a day or two later, and I'll map out, here's, here's, here's where my influence or my connections can help you. And, I, and the importance of that part, it, it's almost like throwing a pebble in a pond, Fran, in terms of ripple of effect. So without intentionally saying this is, this is a practice or this is a technique, they will go out and share that with somebody in A, in doing something, or they'll say, 
this individual is very helpful to me, and it really creates a buzz and a ripple effect out of people actually connecting in ways of um, selfless ways to help other people get to where they want to be. But what I've found for me personally is there's so much I've learned. There's new bridges I've built, new connections, and many blessings have flowed back to me, both personal and professional, from having a real selfless, pay-it-forward type of philosophy. And I think that particular example I took from my business life, I think you can map that directly into what we can do in terms of volunteers within the BDPA chapters and overall organization. So let's let's go with that for a moment. How might that dialogue play out? Let's say I was uh, a program manager within a particular um, chapter. Mm-hmm. And so would I say to a current member, what two things do you need to um advance your technical career or what two things you need to advance your um, professional career as a BDPA member? Would would that be an appropriate phrase? Sure. Or, I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it could be broader than that. It's, it's, you know, where do you want to be in your career or your life? Because it really, you know, life and our careers are inter- intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be in, in three to five years? Mm-hmm. And what, one of the things I found through that is, I, I you know, I, I'm a big believer in vision and, and, and dreams and the size of the dreams. And oftentimes we set these goals that are so incremental and, and we, we rarely exceed our expectations. But let's think broader. I mean, where do you, where do you want to be? Not, you know, what I, I want to get this set of training done and I want to get the next promotion. Well, that's fine. Where do you, where do you want to be in five years? Let, let, let's really dream, dream big, dream bold. So really, it can be any context you want, but a lot of it is thinking beyond the normal tactical thinking that we do. You know, I, and I did 20-plus years in HP and Compaq and Tandem Computers beyond the next review cycle and what my 12-month goals are because it's, it's about what do we want to be and what do we want to be in our lives, what do we want to be in our careers, what do we want to be where we have a better work-life balance where I can balance, like the, the previous gentleman talked about, a highly successful IT career, a very fulfilling um, volunteer and leadership career outside, and also also have a very fulfilled family life as well. Because at the end of the day, how happy, how productive, and how balanced we are makes us better professionals and also better human beings for our families, right? Right. Good job. So, Michael, I don't know, and folks will be able to find out, whether or not you are going to be a conference presenter at the 2013 National Conference in D.C. I'm going to work on that tonight. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, So, And I think you've given our listeners a a wonderful taste uh, from the four pillars to the three golden rules to the universal laws and the whole concept of ROI not being return on investment, but rather return on influence. So as we wrap up our brief discussion with you, what's the final thought that you'd like to leave our audience with? You've given us lots of ideas. Um, What's the final thought? Um, A final thought. 
Um, I, I, there, there's a there's a really good book that um, Stephen Covey wrote called The Speed of Trust, mm. which I think is is a and there's lots of work about that and, and research talking about organizations based on trust, not only how much how much how much more successful they are. Um, there's actually some studies which talk about how much better they are from a profitability perspective, and mm-hmm. it, it's a great book. And I, I think it's a great read for anyone looking at themselves and trying to think about the brand and how to distinguish oneself. And I think there's a there's a great there's a great simple quote, which I think illustrates um, the concept of the speed of trust. Is we judge ourselves as human beings by our intentions, but we judge others by their behavior. And I, I love that quote because it really gives you the subtle difference between, you know, seeing the trees in the forest and the light coming through the trees and how we see ourselves and other people see us and how we judge people. But the book really does a great job of talking about the importance of trust as currency and how having, you know, really practicing that and embodying that can really help one um, one's brand and one's reputation and how it's a very important asset to have as an organizational culture. So that would be my final thought of um, uh, another book recommendation. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. This has been a very exciting program. So, Michael, thank you so much for taking some time out of your evening to share with us, um, to really open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and and just give us a sense of what can be um, and how we can move forward towards that. So I wish you a great evening, and I know that I will be at the conference in August, and I hope to see you there, whether it's on the conference floor, uh, on the stage. Um, I'm looking forward to you bringing um, yourself and uh, your ideas. So thank you again for being part of the show this evening. Thank you for thank you for allowing me to participate tonight. You're welcome. Well, we just had a wonderful opportunity to hear from Michael Davis, and Michael is the managing director of MJD Management Group. Our final guest tonight is Brianna Edwards, and Brianna is a high school computer competition alumni, uh, 2006. 2008 and 2009, and she is also a member of BDPA Philadelphia. So, Brianna, welcome to the BDPA iRadio show. How are you this evening? Okay, there's silence on the line, so perhaps Everaldo will open up Brianna's microphone, and it's also possible uh, because I am working from a remote location that Brianna is not available. Let me take a moment to read her bio. Um, BDPA prides itself on providing programs, scholarships, and services that will create the workforce of the future. And BDPA seeks to encourage young people to succeed in the IG industry from the classroom to the boardroom. One of the people that we've worked with as an organization in Philadelphia is Brianna Edwards. Brianna participated in a national BDPA high school computer competition championship in 2006, 2008, and 2009. 
Currently, she's a junior at Temple University, and we are hoping that she is on the line to share her BDPA journey with BDPA iRadio Show. So let me check in one final time to see if Brianna is here. And if for some reason she is not, we will make sure that we can connect with her in a future show. Brianna, are you on the line? Okay. It sounds like she is not um, because what we just heard is the sound of silence, and you don't often get to hear that. So what I'm going to do is just take a few moments speaking of opportunity to share with the listening audience some scholarships that are available to BDPA members and people who know individuals who may benefit by the scholars scholarships. The 2013 National BDPA Technology Conference and National BDPA in partnership with the Oracle Corporation, will award 14 scholarships totaling $28,000 to students majoring in science, technology, engineering, and math fields. The 2013 Oracle Scholarship Program will accept completed application packages until 11.59 p.m. July 17, 2013. Applications, eligibility, and instructions can be obtained by visiting the BDPA.org website. Completed application packages must be submitted by the July 17th deadline to the following address. National BDPA, 9500 Arena Drive, Suite 106, Largo, Maryland, 20774. Now, selected students will need to meet all eligibility and enrollment requirements, including submission of an essay, two letters of recommendation, high school and or college transcripts, and a resume. BDPA is committed to fortifying the pipeline of talent to meet the current and future needs of business, education, and science professions. BDPA strongly encourages the participation of our members in this program and looks forward to announcing the next group of Oracle Scholarship winners at the BDPA National Conference. So again, if you or someone you know is a high school student or college student who could benefit from a scholarship from the Oracle Corporation, I encourage you to go to www.bdpa.org and pick up the information on the 2013 Oracle Scholarship Program. Please be aware that completed applications must be submitted by July 17, 2013. Now, that deadline is a few weeks away. However, there is another scholarship which is being awarded by the Eli Lilly Company Corporation and BDPA Education and Technology Foundation for the amount of $2,500. And it is being awarded to a graduating high school student or current college student. 
And that application package must be submitted by July 1st. And the Lilly BDPA scholars will be awarded a one-time $2,500 scholarship that may be used to pursue an information technology-focused degree at an accredited four-year college or university of their choice. And the scholarship may be used to supplement benefits from the college or university that the student plans to attend and fellowships from other foundations or organizations. The scholarship can be used to cover the cost of tuition, fees, books, room and board, or other college-related expenses. So scholarship winners will be selected based on the application, essays, and letters of recommendation. If you or someone you know is interested in downloading the application, they should go to www.betf.org and they'll look for the folder labeled documents and the BETF hyphen Lily underscore scholarship application. It is a PDF file, so it's easy to download and you must complete the application for the BETF Lily scholarship by July 1st, 2013. And I have one on. Great, terrific. So that is the advantage our third guest, Brianna. How are you this evening? I'm good, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. So, um, very, very excited. I know that you're a member of BDPA Philadelphia. How did you first find out about BDPA? Well, my dad, Cedric Edwards, was actually working with the BDPA for a number of years. And I kind of saw his involvement, and it made me want to get involved. So mm. I guess I saw it as an opportunity to learn more about programming. Terrific. So did you have, um, you know, how did you find out about programming then? I mean, a lot of students aren't that aware of programming. Um, from a young age, I kind of saw my dad's, use of the computer, you know, he showed me a couple things when I was younger, and I took a couple software classes in high school and in middle school, so I was pretty aware of programming. I just needed a better means to learn more on my own time. Ah, and so the high school computer competition um, gave you that time almost every Saturday for a number of months. What was it like yeah. being part of a group that every Saturday showed up and learned about programming as well as other gained other technical skills? Well, I definitely remember waking up wasn't the easiest thing to do, but once I was there and ready to learn, it was just, I don't know, it was just a good thing to do. I just was up in the morning, I was awake, and I was happy that I was learning something that I didn't know before. What was um who else was there with you in the 
classroom? Was it just one or two people or was it 10 or 12 people um, who led you when you were learning? Give us a little more information about that Saturday morning experience. Well, we had a number of different teachers and instructors and mentors that came through at any given moment. I remember one of my first instructors that we had was Brian Stempen, and then at the time, I believe the president of our chapter was Curtis Jenkins, and he'd stop in. Then Monique Berry, she'd come in and show us different things, as well as Byron Mays and Eileen Gadsden, and my dad as well. And wow, of course, that's pretty West, exciting. He was there. Mm-hmm. So part of what made the classes interesting is that you had different teachers, you learned about different topics, and um, you worked with a variety of students. So you spent all these Saturdays studying and preparing, um, and you learned things. And then what was sort of the, what was a big incentive to kind of stick with the program to the very end? I think the incentive for me was just coming out of it with more experience that I could apply to what I wanted to do in life. At the time when I was involved with the BDPA in high school, I was really just interested in learning more about how computers could be programmed, what I could do with that, what websites I could design. Um, I think just going there each Saturday just made me want to come there again and again just to learn more. Wow, that is that is so exciting. There are so many guests to the show who talk about volunteering for the high school computer competition as a major motivator for them. <clears throat> so it's great to hear from you what the experience was like. Um, did you ever have the opportunity to be selected for a high school computer competition team that was represented at a national conference? Um, I remember going to a couple of conferences. Uh, We went to the one in L.A. There was one, I believe, in Washington. And I'm not sure which competitions were which. I just remember we were always going to something new. We were always just participating. And and so as a result of that participation, what are some lessons that you learned while being part of the competition that you even use today as a junior at Temple University? Uh, one of the lessons would definitely have been to work and associate yourself with people that are intellectual because those are the people that are going to be the ones motivating you to keep going and to go further. And um, I guess the second lesson would be to just work hard at what you're doing. The harder you work at solving a problem, the easier it eventually becomes. Hmm. Very, very powerful. How um, Now, at Temple, what's your major? I'm an advertising major at Temple. Mm-hmm. What's the connection between technology and advertising? 
Well, in advertising, I've had a lot of um, internships and experiences where I work with social media, and I do a lot of um, – I'm, I'm more on the creative side of it for the most part, but I do a lot of work with different websites and kind of just building off and branding different sites and different companies to whatever they want to do. So I work – I just work a lot with computers in general. Mm. So is that freelance work or is that part of your curriculum as an advertising major? In my curriculum, I definitely do a lot of work, but just for my own fun, I did internships where I, it was somewhat freelance, but under the supervision of other team members, I'd say. Hmm. Excellent. So social media has really moved from kind of an experimental option that people on the cutting edge use to something that, you know, everyone, um, many, many more people are aware of. And it's also a very dynamic area. What are some of the trends and or resources that you use on a regular basis as a student that you, you know, encourage BDPA members to think about as they're, you know, working on their career um, and, and just kind of in their everyday life? What technology is important to you? Well, I did. I'm a huge fan of social media, and I see that the trends kind of change constantly. And I've definitely seen how far the BDPA has come with Facebook and Twitter over the years. Um, I guess something I would recommend would be just to keep close with what's coming out. Um, there's no one site that I would recommend over any other. I think to understand social media, you have to understand all of it and mostly just work with everything that's available to you to get yourself out there. Hmm. So that can be a little bit daunting. I mean, that the idea of working with all of it, what would all of that be? Is that Facebook and Twitter? Is that Does that also include LinkedIn and Google Plus? Are there some things that maybe a lot of people don't know about and because you're in advertising um, and or because you've had internships, there are technologies that you've begun to experiment with and aren't sure whether or not they're going to be around two years from now and they're, they're things that you're watching. So I'm just sort of wondering, what are, what are, you, what are you seeing in that pot of all of it? Well, when I say to use all available social media, it really just depends on what your ultimate goal is. So for advertising and with what I've done, I try to make it my goal to learn every single social media site, whether or not it's going to be here in a year or not, just so that I'm familiar with it in case it does become a hit or show up big so I know you know, I had that presence first or I was there and I know what I'm doing or I can offer that when I get a new job or an, an internship. I can tell them, you know, I know how this site works. I know what to do. Let me take lead of it. Let me show you what I know. Or with the BDPA, I've seen a lot of work with 
Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and that seems to be working a lot for them. Um, then the radio show, of course, that's still, you know, they're integrating social media into that. You know, you can comment via Facebook, and I found out through it through Facebook and through different sites like that. And I, I just, like, I see the changes from different companies, how it works and what they do. So when you graduate from college, what what are your thoughts on how, you know, sort of where BDPA might be in your post-college life and where technology might be in your post-college life? Well, um, I'm scheduled to graduate in a year. I'm going into my senior year this year, this upcoming fall. And after mm-hmm. that, I actually have no idea what's up next for me. I know I'm very confident that if I stick with the BDPA, that if I need any recommendations or any help finding a job, that they're there for me. My chapter is very um, willing to help anybody that's a part of it. That is wonderful. You know, it's always very exciting to hear members, and again, congratulations for being a senior. I'm I'm seeing here, I'm looking at, you're a junior at Temple, but of course that was, you know, in May of 2013, and now that we've moved towards junior, um, uh, going into your senior year. And that's, you know, that's part of the advantage of being a BDPA member, because um, you are part of a network um, that supports your social development and your professional development. And as you mentioned, um, there are folks that know you because um, they've had a chance to work with you and see you volunteer and uh, learn with you and from you. So, Brianna, um, as we kind of finish up this interview What's a final thought that you'd like to share with our audience? And I'm, I'm really so glad that you were able to spend a little time with us this evening. Well, my final thoughts would be for the listeners out there just to remember how fortunate they are to be involved with this organization. They do The BDPA has done a lot of positive things in my life, and they've really shown me how to respect what given to me, respect what I learn, and respect the people that are my mentors and that know what they're doing and know how to help you. And I just, I remember I really appreciated being involved with the BDPA growing up, and I will continue to appreciate it. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Brianna, for being a part of BDPA on the college level. Um, your energy and your enthusiasm and your commitment is what spot inspires so many other people. So thank you for your contribution, and thank you again for being a guest this evening. So I hope that you have uh, continue to have a great summer and a really productive and successful senior year. So uh, wish you well. Oh, thank you for having me on. You're welcome. And speaking of opportunities, 
I would be remiss if I did not encourage everyone listening to attend the 2013 35th Annual BDPA Technology Conference and Career Fair. In fact, join us on October 14th through the 17th at the Washington Hilton Hotel in Washington, D.C. Both professionals and students will have the opportunity to meet with many attending Fortune 500 companies. You can find out about immediate openings in exciting information technology and computer science fields. You can attend technology workshops and seminars. Um, Youth for the youth, we have a youth technology camp. You can uh, network with IT managers as well as senior level executives. And if you are interested in some social activities, we've got a variety of social activities to help you as you advance your networking and your technology career. You can participate in the BDPA IT Golf Classic. Um, There are a number of fun events in the evening, as well as professional events and activities. So for more information, make sure that you visit www.bdpa.org. Registration is still available, and August 14th is coming up soon. And finally, as we close out our program, I wanted to remind everyone that the BDPAI Radio Show is sponsored this quarter by Fun Mutation. And Fun Mutation has taught more than 1,000 children to code through their summer technology camps. They use their trademark teams approach so that children can experience technology, engineering, arts, math, and science in a fun and non-threatening way. The technology camps only run during the summer, so make sure that you register now at www.fundutation.com or call 216-378-9035. So, I'm Fran McNeil, and I'd like to thank you for listening this evening to BDPAI Radio Show. Our program runs second and fourth Tuesday of every month. And our guests this evening were Kevin Robinson, Premier Field Engineer with Microsoft. Our second guest was Michael Davis, Managing Director of MJD Management Group, And our third guest was Brianna Edwards, High School Computer Competition alumni and a member of BDPA Philadelphia. Thank you again for listening, and join us in July on the second Tuesday of the month. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. 
Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.